The following is a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the 52nd most popular comedy improv podcast in the UK. As of the week commencing 1st of March. (laughs) We fucking did it, guys. We did it. We did it. I don't know if you've seen on social media, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. But if you haven't and weren't aware, I got a lovely email the other day from some gentleman named Carlos at a website called Pod something. And he was telling us that this podcast was in the official charts, the comedy improv charts in the UK, sitting pretty at number 52. You know where it is? I want to be number 52. I don't want to be in the top 10 or 20. I want to be number 52. And do you know why? Do you know why I want to be fit number 52 with you guys? Because it's with you guys. If I open the floodgates and more people come in, it's going to get diluted. I meant to say diluted. And it came out diluted. But we're sitting pretty at number... Absolutely fucking crazy. I was just sitting, minding my own, on me ones, watching Man United versus Chelsea... And I get a fucking email. And I rarely get emails on the tired and inspired pod at gmail.com account. But if you want to send an email, send an email. And I was like, well, there's a surprise. Probably spam. And it was from a fella named Carlos. I have some good news to tell you. Tired Inspired is number 52 on the comedy improv charts in the UK. I was, as they say, taken aback. Crazy. What? What? <laughs> what's crazy is I've said it a thousand times and I never expected anybody to download this over five over 500 downloads now because the last episode it was just just on 500 um I never expected anybody to listen to this never mind and I was like okay 500 people wow that's crazy and then it, it, look this pod this podcast I am sitting in my bedroom I'm sitting uncomfortably because I have to because of the way I record this it's so unprofessional I have a, a decent microphone okay fine but I'm sitting at that angle I've got a dead leg because of the way I record this and it's fucking charted think how many podcasts there is in the country I didn't I didn't enter it for the charts I didn't you know submit it to in a competition nothing it just of its own fruition because of you guys you maniacs who dedicate your time to listen to me talk utter shit with nasal problems and with my voice sounding like this. Downloaded this 500 plus times and it charted. Listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> what? That is so crazy. I've got friends who have podcasts who aren't famous but, you know, have connections and get guests on who are more famous than them and that's you know fine whatever you want to talk about whatever you want to talk about but they don't like i checked they don't chart like you can 
this guy, Carlos, who sent me the email, has a website where it's all about... I mean, I guess it's not him, it's his team or whatever, he owns the company or whatever. But the website, you can check the status of the 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 chart of, of every podcast. And I checked some of these other podcasts who have been going way longer than this one has. And they don't want to be seen. Ted Hankey was on there, who's done by Phil Smith. Sorry to blow your cover there, Phil. Phil Smith's a very, very funny man uh, who runs gigs in Middlesbrough. I think I think he's from Yorkshire. Runs uh, shoe cake comedy in Middlesbrough. He's a very, very nice man, a very good comedy promoter, has a very loyal fan base. And his has a very funny podcast with a character he created called Ted Hankey. Now, I went on that podcast before, way, way before I started this one. Um, and that's, that's a fucking good podcast that's been going for a long time and that's constantly in the charts so you know hats off to him he's he's built something over there but there's other people that are, and look not that I'm trying to shit on, on any of my other friends who started podcasts who aren't in the charts but I'm just sitting in my bedroom stay, I'm staring at my wall right now which is covered in posters from gigs that I've done I've got my own posters on my wall because because I, I could because I look up to me because I've got a fucking podcast in the charts. It's all thanks to you guys. Unbelievable, man. And also, you know what it is as well is it's not even that big of a deal. Number fifty-two in the comedy improv charts, like you know, it is what it is. But to get number fifty, not not like number eighty, not number ninety-nine, number fifty-two. Think of all, all of the comedy improv podcasts in the country, and we are the fifty-second most popular, the fifty-second highest rated, most popular, most popular. You could do anything. Fucking what? So crazy. What's even more crazy is when I went to the University of Podcast, which is a real place. They told us, they didn't really, don't drink Pepsi before you go on air, and don't eat chocolate before you go on air. And what's fucking mad is, I've done both before recording this podcast, and I've still got the number 52 most popular comedy improv podcast in the country. So, basically what I'm saying is, we're all in this together, crackheads, jackheads, still haven't figured it out yet, crackheads, we're all in this together, we're all number 52, we're all drinking Pepsi, we're all eating dairy milk, right? That's what I'm saying, we're all in this together, fuck the system, fuck anybody else that's above number 52 in the charts, apart from Ted Hankey slash Phil Smith, he's a nice guy, everybody else can suck our dicks, apart from Phil Smith and Ted Hankey, who's a nice guy, we're drinking Pepsi Max, we're eating dairy milk, and we're number 52 in the charts, and that's how it goes. Wild. To be honest, I've had a pretty wild week. I'm not going to lie. Um, I had my COVID vaccine uh, last. What day is it today? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what day it is because it's Thursday when you listen to this, presumably, and it's not Thursday now. So, um, I had my COVID vaccine, and honestly, it was absolutely fine. I felt a bit shit the day after, but just really tired mostly and. I didn't feel sick, I didn't throw up, I haven't lost a leg yet, touch wood. Uh, my left arm felt a bit dead, which is weird because she injected me in my balls. Not true, just a joke. Um, yeah, my left arm felt a bit dead, but I can still do that. I can still pick stuff up with it. Uh, 
you know, open doors, whatever. So if you have an opportunity to get the vaccine and you're not a fucking anti-vaxxer, actually, you know what, if you are, right, if you have an opportunity to get the vaccine, get the vaccine, you know, just it's fine, just do it. If you are an anti-vaxxer, I'd like you to get in touch and we're going to have a conversation about it because... And you know what it is? If you you believe whatever you want to believe in, man, it's a free country. You know, do it. You got. I'm not going to fight you or follow you. I've got friends who don't believe in this shit, and that's fine. I do believe in it, and I I assume and I hope that they think the same of me. The world depends on people who have different opinions, but I just feel like some things you can't really have different opinions about, and this is maybe one of them. But I'm not going to fall out with somebody because they have a different opinion than I do. But I'd like to have a conversation with them. Maybe he's on this podcast. Maybe he's over DMs. Maybe he's on Facetime or something. So if you if you don't get the vaccine, even though you've been offered one, I'd like I really like to know why. Or I just can't be asked to hear from you if you've just got no real uh, argument to back it up with. We'll see how it goes. Um, so I had the COVID vaccine, man. It was it was cool. Apart from um, after you get the vaccine, well, after I got the Pfizer vaccine, which is what I got, you have to go sit in a waiting room after you have it for fifteen minutes. With everybody else who gets it, like the same time as you, socially distance. Um, I guess to see if you have like any immediate reaction to it, you know. And I was sitting there, and there was two, there's there's five rows of three chairs, all spaced out. So I was sitting on the right hand side, and then there was a lady sitting in the middle, and there was another lady sitting on the far side, and the two ladies was talking to each other, as if they knew each other. And because it was socially distanced, and because we're all just random people in there, we could hear the whole conversation. And it was that very annoying small talk that sort of middle-aged women tend to have in England, in the north of England, in South Shields anyways, where it's like, where they never refer to the boyfriend as their name, or my boyfriend, they just say he. And they always say the Ben instead of my son or daughter. And it was really pissing us off because it was really quite loud. Uh, but I figured, you know, they know each other, whatever. They have, mummies haven't seen each other for a while because of the lockdown or whatever. And it turns out they didn't know each other. They were just two middle-aged ladies in the same place at the same time. And they, were, they, just, they just kept, like, one up on each other. Oh, it was sunny today, so, you know, I'm going to go back and... You know, sit in the garden. Oh yeah, I've got a, I've got a big garden. I'm gonna sit in the garden with a, a glass of wine. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit and have a bottle of wine. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, if you know each other, I kind of get it, but still a bit rude in front of a room full of random strangers. And if you don't know each other, what are you competing about? Like, who's got the whitest skin tone? I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but. It was just so annoying. I hate small talk. I hate small talk. And the, if anybody tries to engage in it, or when you've got to do that like fake carry on laugh sort of thing, oh yeah, no, yeah, oh fucking hell. But anyways, the point I was getting at is the vaccine is fine. Get it if you can. Avoid small talk afterwards. And bear in mind that you've helped this podcast get into message two in the comedy improv charts in the UK. Unbelievable. I reckon it's
it's time for a word from our sponsors. Finding it increasingly difficult to sleep at night. Can't switch off and you don't really know why. Having lots of troubles and pains running through your head. And you might want to try heroin. The Scottish version of salt and pepper. You want to try heroin. Can't remember if I've done that one before, but I'm starting to run out of ideas. And we're back. Welcome back to the 52nd most popular comedy improv podcast in the UK. I'm already starting to like trip over that when I say it. Is it gonna get is it gonna get old if I continue saying it? I'm not gonna even if we fall in the charts, which you know, we're gonna fall in the charts. I'm gonna stick with saying the fifty second most popular comedy improv podcast in the UK. It's got a nice ring to it. Maybe if we get to like higher. But you know, you know, you know. Take them as they come. Uh, how's it going anyways? Just realised I haven't asked how you're doing. How you doing? Hope you're well. No, I've had a pretty uh, pretty crazy week though. That was one of the things that happened. Um, what else? Uh, Shotgun's been out for two weeks now and got playing on BBC Radio, which is always nice, BBC Reducing. Um, my man Lee Hawthorne, who has been a guest on the pod previously, got to host the show, the BBC Reducing show, which was very nice. I know that was like a big thing for him. It was very nice, and it was very nice for him to have me close the show. And then straight after that, closing the show, I was on Stephen Petty's Late Night Show, answering some questions, having a bit of a chat, which was nice. I don't know, man, I have a, I have a funny uh, relationship with BBC Radio, because I really, I really, I, I used to uh, go and write sketches with uh, Grin Up North, and obviously I've done stuff I introduced them before, like with Hive Mind and Jack Fox and stuff, and I know... Lee, who who is a producer for BBC Producer and Nick Roberts, I have a I have an interesting uh, relationship with BBC, and I really really enjoyed the Grin Up North sessions, but obviously COVID kind of shut that down, and um, there was there was no money in it, so I think when when COVID kind of first came along, the whole thing kind of shut down. But just before COVID, like literally, I think like the week of the country shutting down, I was supposed to I don't know if I was even supposed to say this or not. But anyways, I was supposed to go to Birmingham to like the head offices of BBC to meet the head of BBC to have uh, about the wanted people from the different regions to go and uh, meet up and and be like a like a not a cheerleader but you know like a guy from the region they wanted me to go and I also won or got was one of the three finalists of the New Voices scheme. So I was going to present a show. <laughs> this is all going to happen before COVID came and fucking shit all over everything. I was going to go to Birmingham. I was going to spend a night there. All, all on BBC's paycheck. Um, I was going to do a gig there as well. I was going to meet... I forgot what the guy's name is, which I probably should know. It's Tony something. Like the head of programming at the BBC in the BBC head office in Birmingham. And then I was going to host a fucking show on BBC... Uh, because I got through to the last stages of the new voices <laughs> scheme, I'm kind of just starting to click. No, I'm I missed out on that big opportunity. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I remember that when uh, James, who works for BBC Newcastle, 
uh, producer James sent me an email and was like, oh, do you want to go to Birmingham and do this thing? And I was like, I don't know, I had a, I had a gig on the same day at the Clooney in Newcastle and it was just for like a um, like a student council thing and wanted me to do stand-up. And I was like, oh, I've got a gig on the same day. And then James was like really polite, like, well, you know, if you've got a gig, then don't cancel it. And I was like, hang on a minute. I've got to meet with like the the big guy at the BBC instead of doing fucking ten minutes on some student council charity gig at the Clooney. (laughs) Fucking idiot. And then the week of, it was like emails galore from promoters saying gigs cancelled, gigs cancelled, and then James was like, "Yeah, no, soz." (sighs) And I've been depressed ever since. No, that's not true. Yeah, but but I I like BBC Newcastle, man. It's good because it's it's like BBC, but also like like I know Stephen Petty, who's a comedian. We've done loads of gigs together, and um, it's just people just seem really approachable considering it's like BBC Radio. Like I know like, the pressure or the the uh, what's the fucking word, man? Like the illusion, you know, whatever of of the stigma of working for BBC might be quite big. To take on and Tamsin Robson as well. I know her as well, and she she's very friendly and approachable and kind and funny and warm. And what I'm saying is, give us a job. <laughs> give me a job on radio. Look, I can do this. I'm the fifty second most. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. We get the point there. I keep saying I'm the most 50 I'm obviously not I just do a podcast you guys listen and do it you guys listen to it and bump it up in the charts so really you guys have the 50 second listen to that listen to that community do you hear do you hear the way I spun that that's how they get here you know that's how you know when Drake thanks his fans when he wins a Grammy he doesn't give a shit he doesn't care he likes the money that's what he likes and I like the power that's what I like. I like the power of being the 52nd most popular comedy improv podcast in the UK. That's going to get old quick. <laughs> um, right, so here's the thing. I watched Framing Britney Spears and I was fucking tripping balls. I feel bad for her. I didn't realise it was like this. I just... Because obviously... When Britney, look, hit, hit me baby one more time is a fucking tune. I'm not having anybody say anything different. But it's a girl pop singer. Like I was young when she came out, and I was like, eh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, whatever, I don't fuck with that. Then as I got older, her and Justin Timberlake got together. And I was like, oh, whatever. Then Justin Timberlake drops a fucking banger after banger. I'm a Justin Timberlake fan. I'm not cancelling them. I'm not. People go through breakups and people do shit things before and after breakups. I'm not cancelling them. I like them. And then Britney just went fucking mental, and I was like, "Oh, this she's tripping. Like she, you know, she's off her head. She's probably on drugs or whatever." And I didn't realize all this shit was going on. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's it's good. It's informative. It's interesting. But when she's all kicking off, you know, when she's shaving her head and that, the fucking paparazzi are ruthless, ruthless. I remember listening to an interview once with 50 Cent, the rapper, who's like my like idol, big fan of his, who was just like thrust into fame, really came, like literally he's a drug dealer, and then all of a sudden he gets a million dollar deal with Eminem's record label, and he's just into the limelight. And somebody asked him, like, how does he deal with fame? 
And he says he gladly, uh, what did he say? Let me think. Let me think. He gladly accepts the fact that he can't go to a shopping mall anymore, but rather he can buy everything in it. Something like that. Something like he can't go into the shop mall anymore, but he knows he can buy everything in it, so it's okay. And I was like, I get it. I get what he's, I get the sentiment, but still. Like, imagine, like, the level, like, the fucking paparazzi are just. She was, she, there was a shot of her sitting in a restaurant, it looked like a Nando's sort of deal. She was sitting in a corner table, like, she was sitting by herself. I imagine she was waiting for somebody or something. And just the press, like, it must just be so depressing. And the more you the more you say, please don't do this, the more they do it, obviously. Same shit happened to Kanye West. Like, when he was on some David Letterman or something, and he said, like, he doesn't mind when the paparazzi are nice to him, and they're very respectful. He's very respectful back. They both help each other because he looks fly, and they put him in the newspaper, and he looks really cool. And then they get the money for something. And then there's a, it cuts to like a video of some paparazzi going, hey, Kanye, how are you doing? And he goes, shut the fuck up or whatever. But the outside his house, like you have to, if he's in the middle, of, if he's getting off an, a plane or something, or if he's on a fucking red carpet, then it's cool. All right, fine. But you can't be outside somebody's house, private gates, million dollar mansion, with the kids and the wife and that there going, with a camera pointed at him, hey, Kanye, what's up? You can't expect him to go, oh, yeah, cool, yeah, it's fine, no problem. Fuck off. Fuck off. Like, you must be fucking joking. So, Britney Spears wants to go have a meal in a nice little restaurant, and there's like hundreds of paparazzi, man. It's just not fair. Now, dad fucks her over as well, because she has this massive breakdown, and then a dad comes in and takes conservative ship ownership, I think that's right, is, is, is the phrase. I'm very, very stupid, so I'm not entirely sure. But basically what that means is her dad owns her estate, like uh, all her money, he gets to make all her decisions for her because she's not in the right frame of mind, etc. But after she comes out of being, you know, out of the uh, care or, you know, in a, in a mental institution or whatever it is, you think that should be cool and then hand uh, the power back or whatever. Nope. 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 Just recently, I think, like in the last year or so, they've handed it back to her. Shocking, but the most fascinating thing of all in the entire hour and a half long documentary with all the story going on, looking at her personal life and looking at her breakdown, looking at her court cases and her fighting with her family and everything, the dad's lawyer who was fighting for her dad to win her estate and her money and conservatorship ownership and everything, the dad's lawyer was called Andrew Wallet. Initials A Wallet. What? What? A lawyer called A Wallet. Hey! Bit on the nose, don't you think? Excuse me, Mr. Wallet. What do you do for a job? Oh, I'm a lawyer in very high case, high profile cases around LA. Is that right, Mr. A Wallet? I mean, come on. That's like a guy who owns a car wash to be called 
James squeaky clean. That was a bad, really bad. That was a hacky joke. But look, look, how many times have you seen anybody called with a surname Wallet? I'll tell you how many times. Zero. That's how many times. What's the chances of a fucking high-profile lawyer who's working on a case to 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 divvy up Britney Spears's eighty million dollars estate to be called a wallet? Are you listening? Hello. Why did no they were on the show? Why did nobody make a joke out of this? Nobody even mentioned it. This guy's just called a wallet, and everyone's. And I'm like, that's an open goal. That's an open goal, and nobody's even mentioned it. I guess we're all too serious on the show. A wallet? Ah. 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 That's me being speechless. I'm still in shock. Look, I feel bad for Britney Spears. Okay, sure. A wallet? I couldn't decide if that would be a good name or a bad like I like I like name like you know what was the guy called last week Jonah Fal Jonah Falcon <whistles> Jonah Falcon A Wallet A Wallet Incredible Have I mentioned that this podcast is the fifty second most popular comedy improv podcast in the UK? <laughs> Alright man Alright man Hey look look Thank you. <laughs> I don't take too well when things don't go very well. The first few days when Shotgun Hotline came out, I completely overestimated how good I thought streams and stuff would do. And it didn't go how I thought it would go. And honestly, it caused a fucking argument and a rift between me and my girlfriend. I was down about it and it was stupid. So stupid of me. And I started, as I say, said a thousand times, I've started this podcast because I just thought, fuck it. There's no time like now. I wanted to start one. Why not? We'll see how it goes. And it turns out to be the 52nd most popular comedy improv podcast in the UK. Can you fucking believe it? And it's all thanks to you guys. And thank you so much. Get the vaccine if you can. It's good. We're trying to trying to get back to normal out here. Uh, email in tiredinspiredpod at gmail Tired underscore. I don't even know what the fucking Twitter handles are. I mean, what's what's yeah? Someone fucking tell us what we are on Instagram. Tired underscore podcast on Twitter at Tired Inspired Pod on Instagram, Tired Inspired Pod at gmail.com. Look, they're all in the fucking description thing below. Look, third time as well that I'm shouting this out. Third time that I'm shouting this out. If anybody knows how to put progress bars or waveforms over images for free or for very cheap, fucking tell us. First time I was asking nicely, second time I was a little bit annoyed. Now I'm pissed. Somebody tell me. Alright. I was also thinking of doing like a live. Going live when I record. But I get too distracted by the live. I don't know man. I don't know. I love all you guys. Love you all very much. 
get in touch, man. If you like, if you like the shit, just get in touch. Any, any, you know, any way, shape, or form. Love to hear from you. Uh, keep sending me videos of your pets asleep, twitching in the sleep. Big fan. Stay safe out there. We're gonna be back to normal soon. I hope. Watch the Britney Spears documentary. And bear in mind that we made this fucking podcast. Fifty second most comedy, most comedy popular improv in the UK. Alright, love you all. Bye. That was a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. A fucking wallet, man. Can you believe it?